Hey everyone, it's Anand Bhutani here at Research Word. So today I want to go over the topic of how to be persuasive in clinical research. Being persuasive is important in any facet of life. Everyone has to sell something every day. This means selling why you should be selected for that promotion, why your kids should listen to you, or why you should go eat somewhere over another suggested place. This applies to clinical research, whether you're a coordinator talking to a patient, a principal investigator negotiating a contract, or a clinical research associate trying to become a clinical trial manager. This is why I want to cover the three components of persuasion according to Aristotle. The first part is ethos. This is where you could build credibility and trust. You have to demonstrate value for the other person to open up and listen to you. This one, this is one of the key aspects of building rapport, or as they call it, social proofing yourself. As a doctor, often your degree helps you get social proof you need to get patients to listen to you. As a CRA, you can demonstrate all the trials you've worked on and how you've improved them to gain your social proof. The next part is pathos, or creating an emotional appeal. Pathos is the emotional part of an argument. This is the next aspect you'll use after you've got the trust and credibility from the other side. You can do this by drawing attention to a patient about how a trial helps advance medicine for future generations, in, in particular their kids. To me, this is where you get people to really see it from your perspective. Now the final part, logos, which provides logic and reasoning and support. This is the logic part of your persuasive argument. It won't work without credibility, trust, and an emotional reason why they should believe in you. The logical part is there just to justify the decision based on the strong feelings you have evoked in the patho stage. This can be where you as a PI let the CRO or sponsor know how the cost of doing a trial in your area is more, more expensive by showing them the data to back up your statement. Of course, this may only apply to more expensive areas such as Los Angeles, New York, Miami, or even Chicago. But you have to find good examples to convince people during this stage. <clears throat> this is true whether you're speaking, selling, or writing persuasively, and they must be done in this order. So make sure you do the ethos, followed by the pathos, followed by the logos. People who often fail at persuading others rely solely on logos. This is because they believe being reasonable was the whole argument, but then fail to understand why it doesn't work and start labeling the opposing party as unreasonable. Now, if we look at it from the other end, it is easy to understand why no one will be open to the argument that doesn't have sufficient credibility and doesn't have the invested interest or passion. It is important that you follow the sequence because all of them help build up the interest level for the person on the other end. Since at the end of the day, if they don't find the topic interesting or don't see why the problem is their problem, they won't listen. They lack pathos. Aristotle's legacy has lasted 23 centuries, and I think the process of persuasion has stood the test of time because it is straightforward, but not simple, and it makes good sense.